now that the year is almost over, what about you start thinking of resolutions for next year? And try to make them realistic this time. Because you're not going to have somebody. You're not going to date. You're not going to be in a relationship. So, I don't know. What about you say stuff like, you're not going to cry two days in a row? Or, I don't know, you're not going to drunk that someone. Like, stuff like that. Stuff that you can actually do. <laughs> Baby, I will toast to that. <laughs> Now that we are more than halfway through January, I am sure that we've revisited and redrafted, maybe even started to rethink our resolutions by now. For the first time in forever, I didn't even start January 1st with a list of resolutions, like no specific goals or vision boards or anything like that. And I was low-key surprised because typically, like most I deep clean and have my list ready for that clock to strike the magical midnight hour as if all of my prior years were wiped away. But we know it don't work like that. <laughs> don't get me wrong, though. I'm still the queen of a fresh start, hence the name Redo. But something about this year feels more like a continuance. Maybe it's growth. Maybe I've matured, or maybe it's still 2019. <laughs> maybe reality has just been that real. And I'm not quite sure what to call this abnormal behavior of mine yet. But one thing I know for a fact that has contributed to it is learning how to manage my emotions. On this episode, I want to begin the discussion on why managing your emotions is vital, or as my mentor would put it, crucial to our success. Let's get into it. Let's face it, y'all. Most of our resolutions are emotionally based. We throw things on the list like, I want to lose weight or get fit, start a business, make a million. Things that may not be very realistic, but sounds cute when we're hoping and wishing. Might even look fly on a vision board. But some of us are missing the fact that in order to achieve goals like that, we have to master things like discipline, building our skill sets, money management skills. What usually happens is once we realize all of the things that these goals require, we get overwhelmed, anxious, and quit. My question for us all is this. How often do we assess ourselves before we start making these types of resolutions? Forbes published an article about this very thing a few years ago. It talks about carefully considering the emotions behind our resolutions. So yes, we acknowledge that our resolutions are emotionally based, but are they emotionally wise? This circles me back to what I mentioned before. Learning how to manage our emotions is vital. I'm grateful that I had a mentor to spark this awakening in me because it honestly has been the greatest piece of advice or lesson that I've learned in this past year. Emotions are like employees. 
They need to be managed. Every emotion has a functionality, basically a job to do. And that job affects us both physically and psychologically. So leaving emotions unmanaged can affect our thoughts and our behavior. So I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but I'm going to take it back one more time for y'all. Managing your emotions is vital. There are plenty of reasons why. And that's something that I do plan on discussing as this podcast continues. But I can think of so many instances where I let my emotions control the narrative. Y'all remember when you were little and let's say you were at a birthday party or at school or somewhere where other kids were playing and somebody did something to piss you off. So you throw a fit, you storm off and say you don't want to play with anybody no more. Then you calm down. And when you try to come back, ain't nobody really fooling with you. Y'all remember that? I distinctively remember a time where I had to be no more than five or six years old. And we were hitting a pinata on my turn. I didn't really hit, you know, hit it to open. So that upset me. I got mad. I went in the house, folded my arms, cried to myself because nobody came to check on me. Um, By the time I got back outside and ready to like rejoin civilization, somebody had opened the pinata up and all of the candy was gone. Drove because I could not rewind and get that time back. Drove. Your emotions can spark impulsive behavior, and then you find yourself regretting things that you cannot change. And I really wanted some candy. To sum it up, left uncontrolled, our emotions will have us out here cutting up and missing out. That's the same way that I look at goal setting or (laughs) resolution since we're on that topic. The anxiety and the disappointment that comes from overshooting my shot is a feeling that I don't ever want to revisit if I don't have to. And I just believe that we should be approaching our resolutions as realistic as possible. And I know you're probably like, sis, my vision board is hanging high and dried. Okay, I done wrote down my list in my brand new spanking New Year notebook. I don't have time to revisit this, but I'm here to tell you that it's okay to reassess. And everybody knows we really don't start the new year until February 1st. (laughs) So here are a few ways to help you reassess your resolutions. The first tip is to be honest. Be honest with yourself. Understand where you are in life. Be open to acknowledge areas where you may need to grow in before setting a goal that's going to require you to be efficient in that particular area. My mentor always says to level set your expectations, and that includes your expectations of yourself. Next, ask yourself, is this realistic? Is this goal realistic? Is this a valley or a peak goal? Meaning, is this a goal that I can get right to? Or does this require a climb? Valley goals usually involve a skill you've already mastered. Something that's not too difficult to obtain. 
peak goals are kind of what I mentioned before. There's certain things you need to acquire before getting to that ultimate goal. I believe that with all goal planning, you just have to consider where you are. You even have to factor in your responsibilities and your priorities because it has to make sense. I am such a make it make sense person and I blame my mentor for that because we be extreme. I can hear her voice now saying, make it make sense, make it make sense. But for real, it has to make sense. And I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but you cannot have a high end dream with a low end budget, especially not out the gate. So it's going to require you to plan appropriately. I cannot say that word appropriately. But <laughs> lastly, appropriately, Lord help. Lastly, ask yourself, am I setting this goal based on a temporary emotion? Meaning, is this something that I'm still going to want to acquire despite how I feel? I can personally think of so many instances where I have sworn myself into cold turkeyism and I'm backslid by sunrise, all because the emotion that that goal was based on had passed. Yes, I know, I know. The vision board looks fire. The cutouts, the magazines, the aesthetics looks amazing. But nothing magical happens when the clock strikes 12. So, with all of this being said, let this be your reminder that it's okay to reassess and revise your resolutions if necessary. I want to see us win with attainable goals at that, that are honest and true to who we are and who we are trying to be. Don't let this be another year that ends in us wallowing in defeat and disappointment because our resolutions that we set for ourselves did magically manifest. Here's the secret. The magic is us. We've always been the magic. Not January 1st, not 11.59 on December 31st. We are the magic. And that's how we'll make it happen. And since this is a safe space for me to share my thoughts with you all, I thought I'd share with you all some resolutions that I did make. Surprisingly, they are more internal than external. Like, don't get me wrong, not to confuse them with goals. I have a goal to exercise more and lose weight. I have goals to make more money, save more money. But for my year, I was definitely guided more by my internal needs. For example, one of my resolutions is to be a little bit more active in my faith. I realized last year that I spent a lot of my life in a space of survival and not that I never had a belief that there was better or more because I've always found a little optimism. But when you are in a place of survival, you can become super comfortable and complacent. So I wanted to activate a little stronger faith in my life. I even chose faith as my word for the year. A word for the year is just meaning that that's what I want to focus on the most. 
and Faith was mine. I did a little arts and crafts exercise with my daughter where I had her pick her word and hers was adventure. So we took some blank canvases, painted the words on the canvas, and I did hang them up in our living room area to serve as a reminder of what we are intentionally focusing on this year. So faith is definitely top of my list. Another resolution that I will share with you all is I want to be more present. Again, coming from a place of just pure survival, you're always anxious, you're always worrying about the next step, you're always trying to make sure your head can stay above water. I want to be more present. I want to acknowledge and see the growth that I'm making. I want to enjoy the moments of watching my daughter dance or just be a preteen. I want to enjoy moments with my friends and my family. I want to be more present because life is fleeting so fast. And those are pretty much my resolutions for the year. Um, Like I said before, I do have small goals that I'm adding here and there of things that I'd like to accomplish. And that may be the way that some of you all approach your resolutions. And that's totally fine. I am not the resolution police. But what I do hope is that I encouraged you to kind of revisit and assess to make sure that your goals and your resolutions are realistic. I don't want you guys, again, ending 2022 in defeat and depressed or upset at yourself for not accomplishing your goals. So please feel free to share with me. Part of my reason for doing this podcast is to build up a community of people who aren't afraid to talk about their journeys to healing and self-awareness, to let other people know that they are not alone in this. So yes, please share with me your goals. I'd love to hear your resolutions. I might even throw up a couple of interactive posts on social media just so I can hear what you guys think and definitely let me know what you feel about the podcast. I'd love to hear your opinion. Otherwise, thank you for spending time with me once again on the second episode of Healed Girl Energy, the podcast. My name is Teresa, but my friends can call me Ree. Till next time, I'll holla.